No, I do not have to respect you. Voting out politicians, and those two stories are not really connected, but they could be. And grass, grass, not marijuana, grass like your lawn, screams for help. Literally, I'm not kidding. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. Yes, I know, I did not make it Saturday. And to be honest, I'm not much better today. But I had to pop in and I had to do a show no matter what. So yeah, I've got my hand on the cough button or the sneeze button, and uh, it's just, we're going to get through it one way or the other. I came down on Thursday with this flu. Uh, It just hit me like a ton of bricks. About once, used to be twice a year, but now about once a year, I will get a flu bug that knocks me on my ass and puts me out, and this is apparently it. It has felt like I've been sick for weeks, and I just realized it's only Monday. It's only been four days. Yep, we started on Thursday, where it started to get all heaty and runny nose, sore throat, eh, the usual flu crap. And it's only been four days. So, you know, there's an old saying my grandmother used to say, seven days coming, seven days here, seven days leaving. That's how long a cold lasts. This is like a flu cold thing. My Stuffy nose, heaty, very hot feeling. Uh, we have a saying here in Mal- in in Asia that you feel heaty. It, it means exactly what you think it means, even if you haven't heard it before. Like if you're in the UK or the US or something, uh, it just means you're feeling heaty. You're feeling hot. Uh, but yeah, they say it all the time here. So yes, I've been heaty. And for the first time ever, my voxel... Studio Voxel coffee mug is being bastardized by herbal tea. Yes, it's actually herbal. <laughs> I know. But since I've lived in Malaysia, I learned two things. Hold on, I need a sip. I learned two things that help for flu. One is, now I'm not a doctor. I'm not recommending you do any of this or you use any of this. I'm telling you what I use because it helps. There is this herbal tea. The brand is Hoyan Hor. That's the, uh, that's, you've probably seen it. Actually, most people are familiar with the green one. Now, this is not a sponsor ad. I just love this stuff. It works great. They didn't have the green one. And so basically this gold one is the same ingredients as the green, but they added some extra herbs in there to charge you more money. So anyway, this is, uh, yeah, this is what it looks like. If you can see that on camera and if you're listening on the podcast, sorry, just check out our video on rumble.com. Uh, but it's, it's not bad. It's, it's kind of, I don't know, herbal tasting. So yeah, I, once a day, usually at night, I will suck down a hot cup of this and it's, it's quite good actually. And it does help to get rid of the heatiness. Now there's another trick. I learned. And if you live in Malaysia, I know you're going to go, oh, yeah, that. It's this. This, again, podcast listeners, sorry, check out the video on rumble.com or YouTube. Um, This is the most amazing cough medicine ever. Ever. I'm not kidding. 
these both of these companies owe me some advertising money. But seriously, like I said, I'm not a doctor. I can't recommend. But I found this stuff for getting rid of the phlegm. It's fantastic. It's called, I don't know, everything here is either in Malay or in Chinese. Ninjom Pe Pa Kwa, I believe is how you pronounce the brand name. Ubat Batuk Chap Ibu Dan Anak. Um, but it's great. I don't even know what's in it. It's too small and I'm too old, so I can't read all of this on the back. But I do know it works. So there you go. That's my cold and flu remedy. You want to check some out? I don't know if you can find it wherever you live and what part of the world, but yeah, good luck. Hopefully you won't need it. All right. Uh, what do we do need? We need a Miko update. Miko update. Yeah, yes, Miko update. Our little girl is doing very well, actually. Uh, she had a couple of nice walks today. Now, because we, oh, by the way, somebody just gave me a like, and I don't know who it was. I missed it. So thank you, whoever you are out there. I appreciate you very much. Hey, Hi-ho. Yes. Uh, okay. So on Saturday night, in addition to having a wicked flu, it was a mid-autumn festival in which traditionally in Chinese customs, you, uh, you eat mooncakes, go outside, stare up at the full moon, drink tea, and eat mooncakes. We talked about this before. But anyway, uh, we did that on our front lawn. Uh, there's my car. Way up, let's see, let me see if I can get my uh, mouse back. Okay, way up here, you can just barely see the moon. And there is our mooncake and our tea. And there, of course, is Little Miss Miko. <laughs> uh, yeah, she had a great time. Uh, we took her out for a walk with the lantern. That's another tradition. You, you light these candle-lit lanterns and you walk around the neighborhood. I, I don't know what the why, whether it's something to do with ghosts or something. But anyway, celebrating the full moon. Uh, oh, Serena Lee. Thank you, Serena. Appreciate it. This is uh, walking up in our neighborhood. There's the lantern, and there is Miko. It's very dark. I just barely see it. But uh, a lot of folks had uh, had candles and lanterns and things, some kids popping off little fireworks and the like. And there's that full moon. It was absolutely incredible. Uh, and let's see. Oh, yeah, and of course, there's our lantern and uh, all the candles on the front gate. Ah, there we go. There's little old me. And little old Miko. <laughs> yeah. So that was our fun Saturday night we had with uh, with um, Miko and Mid-Autumn Festival. Our Miko update, by the way, is brought to you by BarkBox.com. If you live in the U.S., U.S. territories, or Canada, they deliver to these places. Unfortunately, they don't deliver internationally. Sorry, Malaysia and other parts of the world. But they're working on it. One day they will. Soon, I hope. But BarkBox.com is a way to give your dog treats and toys and chews. Every month you'll get a box. It's all customized. You can specify small, medium, or large dog, depending upon the size of your pooch. And, of course, if you have any allergies, fish, chicken, beef, whatever, then you just tick the box and they'll make sure you don't get that. Uh, but you will get the most incredible treats and toys every month. All in a nice little cute bark box. You see a picture of it here. And uh, it, it really is 
an amazing gift you can give to your furry friend. Uh, check it out, BarkBox.com slash Miko. The link is in our show notes tonight. That's our description down below. BarkBox.com slash Miko, M-I-K-O. And that will give you an exclusive offer. You see this? A free extra month with a multi-month subscription. Uh, so there you go. If you if you follow our URL there, that's BarkBox.com slash Miko. M-I-K-O, and you can take advantage of that. It really, Your first box will ship right away. You can order one box. You can order six months of a subscription or 12 months. And, of course, of, of, it, it goes without saying. The, the more longer you subscribe for, the less it is every month. So it just always works out that way. And there's a 100% happy guarantee. If your pup isn't happy with BarkBox, they will do everything in their power to work to make it right. And these customer service guys mean it when they say that. Great, great company. BarkBox.com slash Miko. Check it out. The link is in our show notes. Thank you, BarkBox. Appreciate it. All right. One more little plug before we're, uh, before we're done here. Uh, hang on one quick second. I just got to scan through. Mm, where are we? Where are we? Ah, Okay. I wanted to show you this. If you are listening in on Twitch, um, uh, Juan Hamza posted this. It's a public post, so I'm not sharing anything out of school. And uh, you don't have very long to take advantage of this if you are a fan of No Straight Roads. Uh, that's the game, uh, amazing uh, game uh, that I was a part of. I play the uh, voice for Cliff, the character in uh, No Straight Roads. And believe it or not, DJ Subatomic Supernova now has a plushie. Yes, check that out. Uh, because of all the support from fans worldwide, our debut game, No Straight Roads, had the pleasure of collaborating with Makeship to produce this wonderful plushie. They need 200 pre-orders to make it happen, and it's only available for three weeks uh, it's, uh, you check it out. There's a link. I don't think I put the link in my show notes tonight. Sorry about that. But, um, if you, uh, check out my personal Facebook page, you can find it. It's right at the top of the page. And there's a link there, uh, where you can go and, uh, it's only available, available for three weeks and it'll help to support metronomics, no straight roads, and uh, you get a really cool plushie. Nice. All right, what else we got kicking off here? Uh, Froggy Girl says those massive cheek wrinkles make you look very scary. Thank you. That's exactly why I had them put there. Because I'm trying to look as scary as I possibly can. The scarier, the better. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. For that. All right. Uh, first, <laughs> whatever. Uh, first story here is about the fact that you don't deserve any respect just because you exist. No, I do not have to respect you. Take a look at this story. It is from heartwarming.com. The link's in our show notes. And it just, uh, when I saw this and read it, I'm not going to read the whole article, but check it out. The question, am I a jerk for not respecting my co-worker's peanut allergy? She said, this is such a Karen thing. You don't seem to get it. I could die. I said, yes, I've heard that it can happen sometimes. <laughs> she told me I needed to get rid of the candy in my dish 
And I told her, no. No one said you have to get along with your co-workers. It's nice if you do, but nobody says it's not written anywhere. Accepting them to keep the relationship cordial is enough for most people. Honestly, getting along is a great gift. And when an annoying co-worker fails to control their feelings and addresses conflicts professionally, it is a one-way ticket to unneeded drama that devalues and destroys confidence within the team. That uh, topic takes center stage. In this case, it's allergies. And uh, it's from a Reddit thread. It says, we have a new employee I'll call Heather. Should have called Karen. I have a candy dish on my desk, which has various types of candy in it. Right now, I happen to have little Reese's peanut butter cups. Heather noticed my candy dish and said, you know, I'm allergic to peanuts. And I said I wasn't aware of her peanut allergy, but I did have some other candy in the dish without peanuts. If she wanted any, she was welcome to it. And then she said, you don't seem to get it. I could die. And I said, yes, I heard that can happen sometimes. So there's her candy dish with some with peanuts, some without. So I said that at the time I purchased the candy, she wasn't employed by the company. And next time I'd be sure to not buy any candy with peanuts. She then said, don't you think it's insensitive to keep that death-inducing candy sitting on your desk? You're not respecting my peanut allergy. Oh, shut. Oh, I just want to reach out and strangle these people. I said I didn't think it was insensitive because all she needed to do was don't take any. She told me I needed to get rid of the candy. And I said, no. I said, we have employer-sponsored health insurance. If you know you will die if you come in contact with something as common as peanuts, I would suggest you get an EpiPen. She went to Human Resources. Here we go. Basically told them I was putting peanut butter candy on my desk to harass and bully her because of her peanut allergy. These self-righteous. See? You see what I mean? No, I do not have to respect you. I got a lecture from HR, was directed to never bring anything containing peanuts in the office again. Wait, it gets better. I definitely think she's a a-hole, but I'm not entirely sure about myself. Well, later on, she added an update. A lot of people talking about airborne peanut allergies. Please, wear a mask. Like that's like any good. I don't think it's that kind of peanut allergy because she was standing right next to my candy dish the entire time she was arguing with me. She didn't correct me when I said that as long as she didn't eat any of the peanut candy, it shouldn't be a problem. And also when I talked with HR, they didn't say anything about an airborne peanut allergy. I know I wasn't nice. I'm not saying I wasn't an a-hole. I don't want to say if uh, I thought she was in any actual danger I would have removed the candy dish right away. I don't know if it makes any difference, but my candy dish primarily had non-peanut candy, Kit Kat, Milk Duds, Whoppers, Rolos, Reese's Cups. It all came together in the same bag like a Halloween candy box. Then added milk chocolate dove candies, no nuts. Literally talking about no more than three Reese's Cups in the candy dish, not an entire dish full of Reese's. Now, here's the latest update, and I love this. 
Today I went to the HR lady to discuss me being the only person instructed not to bring peanuts to the office. The HR lady said, I owe you an apology. We should have done our due diligence before we said that, and we shouldn't have singled you out. At this time, we have no reason to limit anyone from bringing peanuts into the office. I asked her, what about Heather's allergies? She rolled her eyes and said, I really can't talk about her private health information. All I can say is this time is that I haven't seen any evidence that supports the need to limit any employee's exposure to peanuts. Going by the evidence we have, Heather will be just fine, and that's all I can say about it. Well, thank God this HR person backed her up. Nuttier than the peanut butter. Yeah, you're right, Sean. Hello, welcome in. Good to see you, Sean. All right. Man, I'm telling you, these kind of self-entitled, you know, man. Anyway, it, it just gets on and on. No respect. And frankly, you don't deserve any respect. So there you go. If that's what you're going to be like. What else we got going on? I, look, if you just tuned in, by the way, I've got this wicked flu and I am managing to get through this. So bear with me because... It may take me a little longer than usual to cue some things up here. All right. You ready for this? I love this. Hold on. Herbal tea break. <laughs> oh. Ah, that's good herbal tea. <laughs> All right. I, I, fa- I saw this. I loved it. It's from the Omniscient Observer. Aswan Shamshir liked the stream. Thank you, Aswan. Good to have you in. All right. Check this out. We need to do this. Uh, If in the U.S. especially, in the U.S. especially, please adopt this immediately, immediately. In ancient Athens, the world's first democracy, they had a process called ostracism, where the word we use currently called ostracize. Once a year, Get this, once a year, people could vote on the politician they thought was the most destructive to the democratic process. And the winner of that election was banished from Athens for 10 years. Yes! Kicked him out of the city. The public would take a vote. Who do you think is the most destructive to the democratic process? And whoever that person was that got the most votes, you're out of here. Ten years in exile. Huh? Huh? U.S.? Yeah, put like a Liz Cheney, Nancy Pelosi, uh, Adam Shifty Shift. Not a bad idea, huh? Banish them to some tropical, no, not tropical, a desert island. That would be uh, that would be something more deserving. Not a tropical island. That that sounds too pleasant. All right. Here's another one. Do you know that everybody knows that if you talk to plants or you play music for plants, they grow better. Science has proven that. Well, <laughs> this is so weird. Such a strange story. It's from the sized that has some rather 
unusual things they post sometimes, but this one is cool. I can kind of believe this one. The link's in our show notes if you want to check it out. It's just exactly what you see here, so you can share it out if you want. Turns out the smell of, you know when you mow the lawn and you can smell the grass? Well, what a great smell, by the way. What a fantastic smell of fresh-cut grass. Anyway, as much as it nice, it might be a really nice smell, it's a distress scream coming from the grass. Not kidding. Plants apparently release that smell in response to trauma or injury. They release chemical emissions to close their wounds, prevent bacterial infection, and stop fungal growth. How weird is that? Leafy plants release a number of volatile organic compounds called green leaf volatiles. But that smell of fresh cut grass is actually your grass screaming for help. How weird is that? <laughs> Seriously. Hey, I had a, this, this reminds me of a story. You know, again, talking about Miko. Uh, somebody said, what is it like as far as a dog? You know, dogs have an incredibly sensitive sense of smell. Their nose is so tuned in. Uh, and somebody described it. Aswan, hey, good to see you. All right, somebody described this as how you could conceive of the way a dog smells, the way a dog, dog's nose smells the world we live in. I love that smell too, this fresh cut grass. The smell of when you first cut your grass and that cut grass smell, to a dog, grass smells like that all the time. I thought that was brilliant. What a great way to explain to us humans whose noses are not that sensitive, especially mine now with this flu. But the way that grass smells when it's freshly cut is the way grass smells to a dog all the time. Cool story. I don't know if that's true. I heard that a long time ago, and I've remembered it to this day. But uh, that would make sense, actually. That would really make sense. All right. Uh, we got something that doesn't make any sense. Although, you know, I think I'm going to have to give a tip of the hat to whoever this guy's publicist is. Because you certainly are doing a brilliant job. Now, I'm warning you, this is from the Malay Mail, and there's 5,000 ads posted all over the place. I did put the link in our show notes tonight, but be prepared because if you go to this link, you're going to get slammed with ads popping up all over the place. It's one of the downsides of sharing anything from the Malay mail, but there you go. All right, check this out. <sighs> Malaysian actor Zahiril Adzim turned down a Hollywood role because it involved Partial nudity. Yeah. Uh, he rejected a role in a Hollywood production as it required him to appear in bedroom scenes. God forbid. 38 years old, he said it didn't take him long to make the decision. 
as the role was against his religious beliefs. Well, that's fine. You do you. Kill your career, but you do you. I rejected the role years ago. I love this part. For the movie, the title of which I forgot. Now, let me see if I got this right. You get offered a role in a Hollywood film. And you forgot the name? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Basically, it's a ridiculous piece of reporting from the Malay Mail, which tells you absolutely nothing. And frankly, I think, like I said, this guy's publicist just managed to get his name in the paper. And that seems to be the only reason for the whole story. So there you go. Uh, Sadly, I did share the link in our show notes tonight. So if you want to read the article... Knock yourself out, uh, but it's just so much fluff. It's crap. Don't don't waste your time. Speaking of wasting your time, we got one or two more here, and then we're going to move on to our uh, our book tonight. Um, would you like to buy some cow dung, cow poop? No, really. When I say to you, would you like to buy some cow poop? What is the first thing that comes to mind? Fertilizer right? Of course. Fertilizer for your garden. People use it all the time. Cow poop, rabbit poop, whatever it is. Well, you can actually buy cow poop on Shopee, not for sanitation, but to scare away evil spirits. Yes, not for fertilizer. Sorry for those of you watching our video live stream. There is a giant picture of a big pile of cow poop on my screen. Not a fer- This is from World of Buzz. Links in our show notes. Not a fertilizer. Malaysian sells fresh cow dung on Shopee for sanitation and to scare away evil spirits. Some people say you can get anything online. <laughs> One-stop shopping place Shopee, recently an image of fresh, genuine cow dung, was being sold uh, for six bucks a kilo. That's six ringgit, by the way. And by the way, the ringgit just hit, what, 450 to USD? One USD worth 400, uh, four, four ringgit 50 cent. Wow. Anyway, uh, is the seller expecting a major sale? Uh, the image originally shared by a Malaysian in the Facebook group uh, has since been taken down, but the image was reshared by another Facebook page, as well as a number of Malaysians who were shocked by the content. Yeah, see, there you go. That's the actual ad. Giant picture of cow poop, six bucks for one kilo. Unbelievable. <laughs> Common for farmers, of course, to use cow manure fertilizer for fresh cow dung the right way. Well, apparently... It's extremely harmful to the plants if it's just put right on the plants itself. Uh, It has high levels of ammonia and salt, which can burn the greens, not to mention it smells. Anyway, the best and safest method is to use composted and fully decomposted cow dung. However, that's not why they're selling this cow dung. According to a screenshot shared by a Facebook user, the seller describes his product as an outdoor sanitizer. 
claiming that fresh cow dung is able to scare away dirty things in reference to evil spirits. Well, there you go. If you needed some sort of a way to get rid of the hexes you may have on, uh, on yourself or your family, go to Shoppy. Pick up, <laughs> pick up some fresh cow dung. All right. Uh, Saucy. Hey, Saucy the Don. Good to have you along for the ride. Thanks for the like. Saucy the Don. Cool beans. I need to have you on my show sometime. I know you got music coming out all the time. And uh, I would love to talk about music on on my show one of these days. We'll get you on on a live link sometime here and uh, get you into the stream. That would be very cool. Sarsi the Don is uh, uh, one of our more famous musicians uh, from here in Malaysia. You may have heard of him even if you're not in Malaysia. And uh, he's done some amazing, incredible music. And uh, yeah, we, we should definitely hook up and uh, we'll get you on the show one of these days. That'd be fun. We talk about music in Malaysia and why people never have a lot of success unless or until they get the hell out of the country. But uh, anyway, we won't get too controversial. We'll just promote your music because I love your music. All right. One last story here. And that is from, again, World of Buzz. It's, uh, it's again, because our last story was about selling cow dung to get rid of evil spirits. I had to do something to show you that Malaysia is not full of idiots. We have actually an amazing citizenry here in this country who, when push comes to shove, will get behind and help no matter what, no matter who you are, no matter what you need. Take a look at this amazing good news story. Malaysians raised 70,000 ringgit for differently abled delivery rider within 24 hours. 24 hours. Because of all of you, he says, Muads will walk upright again. You are all my heroes. This is amazing. Just yesterday, we shared a story from World of Buzz. A differently abled uh, rider, delivery rider, had lost his motorcycle to a thief and was struggling with debt. Uh, Bukit Murtajam MP Stephen Sim then purchased a new motorcycle for him with his own income. And along with Permatang Pua MP Nurul uh, Iza Anwar, they cleared the rider of his debts. Although the rider uh, still needs leg surgery, which prompted Sim to share the rider's account number in the hopes that the general public would come to the rider's aid. Boy, did you guys. Did you in spades. Sim took to his official Facebook page to share how the general public donated a total of 70,000 ringgit to Muad's within 24 hours. In less than 24 hours, he wrote, Muad's has managed to collect almost 70,000 for his leg surgery. Among those who contributed are Chinese, Indian, Malays, and Malaysians of Independence this Independence Day. I want to tell Brother Muad's and all my friends, never give up hope, no matter how hard our lives are. We have each other, and we will take care of each other. Wow. 
amazing. What a fantastic story. And there's a picture of uh, Blotz. That's just absolutely incredible. I love it when a plan comes together. And that was, uh, yeah, the link is in our show notes. Do check it out. Uh, it's incredible the amount of money that they uh, they managed to raise. Absolutely amazing. All right. It's time, although I don't think we're going to do a lot of the book tonight. Because, like I said in the beginning, if you just tuned in, I've got a wicked flu. My coffee has been replaced with herbal tea. I, yeah, I know. It's sacrilege. But you do what you do. And I've also been living on this. Wait, let me move it out of the books. There you go. Best cough syrup ever. Clear your right out. I'm not recommending that. I'm not your doctor. I'm telling you what I use. It's great. All right. Uh, we're going to get on uh, with a little bit of uh, Sherlock Holmes here. Uh, where do we go? Where is Sherlock? Hello. There we go. Well, um, this was a really interesting story. It's the last of our adventures. It's going to be another couple of streams, and then we will have wrapped the adventures of Sherlock Holmes. So let's dig back in. Pray, continue, said Holmes. Your narrative promises to be a most interesting one. Well, you'll find it rather disconnected, I fear, and may prove to be a little relationship between the different incidents of which I speak. On the very first day that I was at the Copper Beaches, Mr. Rucastle took me to a small outhouse which stands near the kitchen door. As we approached it, I heard the sharp rattling of a chain and the sound of a large animal moving about. Look in here, said Mr. Rucastle, showing me a slit between two planks. Is she not a beauty? I looked, though I was conscious of two glowing eyes and a vague figure huddled up in the darkness. Oh, don't be frightened, said my employer, laughing at the start which I'd given. It's only Carlo. My mastiff. I call him mine, but really old Trawler, my groom, is the only man who can do anything with him. We feed him once a day, and not too much then, so he's always keen as mustard. Toller lets him loose every night. God help the trespasser who lays his fangs upon. For goodness sake, don't you ever, on any pretext, set your foot over the threshold at night, for it is as much as your life is worth. The warning was no idle one, for two nights later I happened to look out of my bedroom window at two o'clock in the morning. It was a beautiful, moonlit night. The lawn in front of the house was silvered over and almost as bright as day. I was standing, wrapped in the peaceful beauty of the scene, when I was aware that something was moving under the shadow of the copper beeches. As it emerged into the moonshine, I saw what it was. It was a giant dog, as large as a calf, tawny-tinted with hanging jowl, black muzzle, and huge projecting bones. It walked slowly across the, across the lawn and vanished into the shadow on the other side. That dreadful silent sentinel sent a chill to my heart, which I do not think that any burglar could have done. And now, I have a very strange experience to tell you. 
I had, as you know, cut off my hair in London. I had placed it in a great coil at the bottom of my trunk. Oh, one evening, after the child was in bed, I began to amuse myself by examining the furniture in my room and rearranging my little things. There was an old chest of drawers in the room, the two upper ones empty and open, the lower one locked. I'd filled the first two with my linen, and as I still had much to pack away, I was naturally annoyed at not having the use of the third drawer. It struck me that it might have been fastened by a mere oversight, so I took out my bunch of keys and tried to open it. The very first key fit to perfection, and I drew the drawer open. There was only one thing in it, but I am sure you would never guess what it was. It was my coil of hair. I took it up, examined it. It was of that same peculiar tint and the same thickness. But then the impossibility of the thing obtruded itself upon me. How could my hair have been locked in the drawer? With trembling hands, I undid my trunk, turned out the contents, and drew from the bottom my own hair. I had laid the two tresses together, and I assure you, they were identical. Was that not extraordinary? Puzzled as I would, I could make nothing at all out of what it meant. I returned the strange hair to the drawer, and I said nothing of the matter to the Rucastles, as I felt I'd put myself in the wrong by opening a drawer which they had locked. I am naturally observant, as you may have remarked, Mr. Holmes, and I soon had a pretty good plan of the whole house in my head. There was one wing, however, which appeared not to be inhabited at all. A door which faced that which led into the quarters of the tallers opened into this suite, but it was invariably locked. One day, however, as I ascended the stair, I met Mr. Rucastle coming out through this door, his keys in his hand and a look on his face which made him very different person to the round, jovial man to whom I was accustomed. His cheeks were red, his brow was all crinkled with anger, and the veins stood out at his temples with passion. He locked the door and hurried past me without a word or a look. This aroused my curiosity, so when I went out for a walk in the grounds with my charge, I strolled round to the side from which I could see the windows of this part of the house. There were four of them in a row, three of which were simply dirty, while the fourth was shuttered up. They were evidently all deserted. As I strolled up and down, glancing at them occasionally, Mr. Rucastle came out to me, looking as merry and jovial as ever. Ah, said he, you must not think of me rude if I passed you without a word, my dear young lady. I was preoccupied with business matters. I assured him that I was not offended. By the way, said I, you seem to have quite a suite of spare rooms up there, and one of them has the shutters up. He looked surprised, and, as it seemed to me, a little startled at my remark. Uh, "'Photography is one of my hobbies,' he said. "'I've made my dark room up there, but, dear me, what an observant young lady we've come upon. "'Who would have believed it? 
Who would have ever believed it? He spoke in a jesting tone, but there was no jest in his eyes that looked at me. I read suspicion there, and annoyance, but no jest. Well, Mr. Holmes, from the moment that I understood that there was something about that suite of rooms which I was not to know, I was all on fire to go over them. It was not merely curiosity, though I have my share of that. It was more a feeling of duty, a feeling that some good might come from my penetrating to this place. They talk of woman's instinct. Perhaps it was woman's instinct which gave me that feeling. At any rate, it was there, and I was keenly on the lookout for any chance to pass that forbidden door. And we're going to knock it off right there tonight, just a little bit early. Again, I'm getting through it, folks. This flu has got me uh, got me stuck. All right, here we go. I will see you again on Wednesday night. I'm sure I will have mostly recovered from this mess. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much. We had lots of people come in and pop in here. Sean, Oswan, Saucy. Uh, appreciate everybody and uh, thanks to all of our uh, podcast listeners also please like and subscribe especially subscribe you'll find us on facebook live twitch.tv youtube and rumble.com just hit that subscribe button it's absolutely free doesn't cost you anything and it really helps the show out a lot i will see you again wednesday night until then this is the jay sheldon show Lord. <laughs>